This is episode 59 on the Millennial Life School podcast on how to let your inner beauty shine with Jasmine Gonzalez. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Millennial Life School podcast, where it's all about inspiring and encouraging 20 to 30-something-year-olds as we figure life out together. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode on the Millennial Life School podcast. I am so excited to share with you guys this episode of the podcast because on the podcast episode today, we have Jasmine Gonzalez, the winner of Cycle 8 of America's Next Top Model and the founder of Onset with Jasmine. And man, I had her on the podcast before, but I just had to have her back on this episode because... I feel like there's so much depth of wisdom. And as I was talking with her, Jasmine, as a model, as someone who was on national TV, as someone who walked on the runway for the king and queen of Malaysia, was on all these magazines like Vogue, India, Marie Claire, Elle. Like, as someone who's been in this industry that's so consumer driven focus on outward appearance i feel like it was so refreshing hearing her talk about the things that she's learned in terms of where to put her trust in and also in this episode we talk a little bit about dating the mindset during singlehood and also our vision of you know what what it could look like to find the right men and i asked her about what advice she would give to girls who are struggling with self-image. This episode is one that you want to tune into. It was such a fun and refreshing conversation. And we need to have more conversations like this about what is beauty and what truly matters. So without further ado, let's get right into this episode. This is Millennial. Uh, life school podcast with Karen Kiron Han. Hey, I'm <laughs> Hi, Jasmine. <laughs> oh my god, so oh, good you. seeing you. Same. Oh my gosh, I feel like we're kind of matching the white and black. I don't have a black background, but I am wearing white and black. We're in the neutral palette here. I know. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so excited to see you and to finally have this conversation. Virtual hug. <laughs> Yay. No, because we've been talking about like having this conversation since we met in Chicago in January of this year. We're like, oh, let's do this. It's going to be so good. And I'm so excited that it's finally happening. <laughs> Yay. I know we kind of like... um it's taken some time to cultivate, but um, it's always a pleasure to be back yes. and share um, just what we believe in. Yeah, for sure. I know like you're, you've been on the Millennial Life School podcast before and your episode was honestly so good and so life-giving. Remember like receiving messages and people talking about it and sharing that. So welcome back to the Millennial Life School podcast. It's such an honor and pleasure to have you back. 
Thank you, Sharon, for having me back. Yeah. So I just want to start this conversation off today because I know, you know, a little bit about your story. And, you know, I mentioned in our previous podcast that honestly, like I've only watched one season of um, America's Next Top Model. And that one season was the one that you were in, the one that you won. And that was so exciting. I remember meeting you in like a Thanksgiving party and be like, oh, no way, wait, like being so excited and like, like shocked, like, oh my gosh, you're Jasmine Gonzalez, like, oh my gosh, like, it's so crazy. But you've done like a lot of really cool, amazing things in your career. But I want to ask you, like, in this current season of your life, like, what's something that you've been learning in this current season of life? Uh, biblically or personally? Um, can be <laughs> both. <laughs> Oh, man. So right now I'm learning to uh, cultivate uh, what is good in my life. So through Onset with Jocelyn, um, I've been able to cultivate a lot of the good fruit that the Lord has put upon my spirit, upon my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, he has been working in my heart. Uh, so cleansing that soil in order to produce good fruit. Um, so I'm establishing all that is good on a solid foundation, which is the Lord. Uh, my foundation had to fall apart because I had a superficial uh, foundation. A lot of it was based on my physical attributes. A lot of it was based on success. A lot of um, just superficial things and unstable things. And then everything came crashing down. And then I had to build up with the Lord because I surrendered all. Mm -hmm. And um, that's been a journey. It's been a very fulfilling and rewarding journey. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now, I, I can't tell you how strong I feel in this foundation. Um, I feel that I'm even able, I'm being restored creatively through the Lord. Uh, that was something that I was praying a lot about and crying, literally crying because all my dreams have fallen apart. Mm -hmm. Like I had not, not a drop uh, of, of dreaming. Like I, I, I was like, wow, it's crazy how when I had the dream of being America's next top model, I, I found the path. I, I conquered, <laughs> I, I came and I conquered and then I was living my dream. But now in my life stage right now, I'm like, I don't have a single dream. That's weird. And I, I, I don't like that. And I was crying to the Lord about that. And instead, he's uh, restoring creativity in me. So that's what I mean about cultivating what is good. So it's not about having this brand new dream and starting a whole new life with this new dream, but it's more about restoring creativity within me so that I could cultivate what is already good in my life, which is onset with Jocelyn, new relationships uh, that are coming and all that he has in store for me. Wow, so good. I'm like taking notes while you're talking because I'm like, oh, I need to remember this, like cultivating what is good. Um, yeah, oh my gosh. So like that whole journey, like to get to where you're at right now, where you feel like, okay, this is new soil, this strong, good ground. And now I'm like building and cultivating something that's truly good. And you're feeling inspired creatively. But that whole process of like, 
unraveling of like noticing like, oh my gosh, maybe I was standing in the soil that was shaky. Maybe I was standing in the soil that kind of feels like a quicksand. And it's not something that I can actually build something that's sustainable. Like, can you kind of walk us through that journey of like you noticing and like realizing like, oh, like this is not solid ground. Like what made you feel that way? Uh, well, first, let's start off. There is a verse. There's a I don't know it, but it's it's there. It's in the word where the the wise build on a solid ground, and then the fool mm-hmm. build on sand. Yeah. So when storms come, like let's say something an issue happens in your life where it's either relational, it could be family, something that'll throw you that it's coming and it's it's pressure, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna see either you fell, you got intimidated. You, 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 you just gave up or you fought through, right? You fought through with the Lord. Um, that's, that's what I mean. It's like, oh, I've had so many storms come my way and some of them have blown me away. But then now it's just like, oh, uh, I'm, I, I'm noticing that every battle I'm just building stronger and stronger. Uh, but that has a lot to do with godliness. It has mm-hmm. to do with letting the Lord take precedence upon your life, letting the Lord have the throne of your heart and uh, holding on to him when the storms do come, because he is a God of so much power, authority. And, you know, so many times in the word you hear, he's your fortress, he's your strength. He's, oh, once you taste that, once you grab onto that in the midst of a storm, when you realize the, the, the frailty of man, you realize how frail you are, you realize how weak you are, and it gives him even more glory because you realize that he is almighty and all powerful and he is your strength. So um, it took a lot of the storms that were brought upon me for me to realize that I was weak, mm-hmm. to realize that, oh, what I was building was superficial. Um, so, you know, like I said, I've been on in my faith journey for six years and six years, I had to die to self many times in many different ways. So I don't have a remedy. I don't have a, I don't have an equation for you. It's just learning, just building my life on the word of God, because the word of God is true and faithful. And that is once you have truth in your life, in fact, I could equate truth with strength so much because when the storms came, I would always fall back on a promise or I would hold on to faith in a way of, of on a word through faith. And oh my God, I'm like, oh, while the enemy's trying to deceive me with all this falsehood and deceit, I have truth that's holding, I'm holding on to as my strength in the midst of that, 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 that battle, right? Or that storm. So, um, I, that took, that took a lot of, that took a lot of, uh, chastening from the Lord, a lot of, uh, testing as well. Wow. What a journey. And in like this journey, you talked about how, like, you had to realize like what is truth and holding on to that. What do you think were some of the lies that you, at one point, you believed was true in your life that you now recognize like, oh, that's not true? (laughs) 
Um, well, when I won America's Next Top Model, it's funny how I went through this journey of like, oh, um, I'm this Latina spicy girl <laughs> <laughs> walking through the room. And I, I still I still remember you walking into like the audition room with like so much sass. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, so much fire. Uh-huh. And that girl is still in me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, hello. Mm-hmm. But it's it's um it's playful and it's to me it's something that I play up as my exterior but in my interior where I was building a foundation where I thought that um at first it was that it was about like well I I thought I was entitled because I had the America's Next Top Model I'm the first Latina to win and then I went and realized that it wasn't all about being Latina the industry, in fact, because it's overly sexualized, I thought that I had to be sexy. So I went from this Puerto Rican girl from Humboldt Park to like, oh, I have to be sexy so I t- I can get certain jobs or I can get certain men in my life to then falling apart because I had um, no, no real foundation. And after traveling to India and coming back and realizing that I had, um, you know, the skin condition of eczema that came, that I had a serious inflammation, uh, that also broke me down. So I hit rock bottom after going through all these levels, right? And that's when I actually turned to God. And the truth that I was learning, actually, through the word of God, a few things, two things that have been um, instrumental in my life. Um, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to share with you, uh, something that I had to find my individuality the hard way. Um, yes, I know I'm Latina. Yes. I have a little spice in me, but what are my morals? What are my, what's my true character like? Right. And a lot of us become victims of being sexual objects in the industry of of modeling, or I would just say a lot of women, you know, fall into this idea, this this ideal person. But the word, in fact, says that um, sensuality is is actually a trap. Uh, a woman selling sensuality is a trap. And I'll share with you um, in Ecclesiastes 7.26, it says, uh, I, dis- I discovered that a seductive woman is a trap more bitter than death. Her passion is a snare and her soft hands are chains. Those who are pleasing to God would escape her, but sinners will be, be caught in her snare. That's a New Living Translation. The New International Reader's Version says, a woman who haunts a man down is more painful than death. Her heart is like a trap. Her hands are like chains. A man who pleases God will try to get away from her, but she will be a trap. She will, she will trap a sinner. So that's to say that, and, and this, this goes so well with, no wonder Instagram that is overly sexualized, every post feels like a trap. Every girl that poses with her skin all out or, you know, oh, you, you can tell which one is using sensuality to trap. Mm-hmm. You can tell. You go on a profile and you know. 
there okay there's people that you you know have normal photos of themselves but then there's just girls that use that power mm-hmm. of sensuality to trap people um in fact if you really want to go in depth you have the pagan society where there's women that do sorcery or witchcraft and they use the jezebel spirit to trap men right so there's this sensual power that women are trying to use um to either create fertility trap men to to having babies they use their sensuality to trap men for money they use sensuality to trap men for just to manipulate and control them because in the pagan society too they're they want to become their own god they want to be worshiped as a sensual being right and that's where god is saying no like any man that falls in that you're going to become bitter you know, you're gonna, you're, you're just creating bitterness on people. And that's why a lot of girls, young girls, they're, they're growing insecure. They're growing bitter. They feel like, man, I can't, I can't live up to that. And, and girls are committing suicide or boys are committing suicide because they can't live up to that sensual, that sensuality or to that superficial ideal standard of beauty. And it's dangerous. So when the Lord brought that revelation upon me, I was like, oh my God, I've been, holy God, I've been doing this all wrong. I've been doing not the way, this is not the way to promote beauty. Um, And because the Lord has been working in my heart and the word and and teaching me through the word that beauty is in the heart, has nothing to do with your exterior, has a lot to do with your heart, beauty is in your heart. And so, um. I do not want to be that sensual woman. Granted, I also I have this exotic look, right? I'm Latina. It's hard for me not to look exotic, you know, and but even like so that's just something that I'm in I'm still in training, you know. My thing is and in also James 3. Well, I'll stop there. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait. You can share. <laughs> Stuff there, but you know, my thing is, yeah, that I, I, I don't dress up to be sensual. I dress up to, um, to just have show that I, I am more than my looks. You know, yeah. I love dressing. Don't get me wrong; it's great to you know, to, to have hair, makeup, and it. Yeah, you don't want to come out looking like a bum. In fact, I teach that my course. You know, girls, how to teach them how to, you know, look presentable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like you're speaking so much fire. I'm like about to, I'm like tearing up because like what you're saying right now, you say it with so much authority and like you have authority because of all the things that you've walked through and like hearing those words from you, I feel like it's almost like breaking something off of me. And like, I'm like realizing just as a woman, like the way that like we idolize looking a certain way so much. And oftentimes, like the people we we idolize are people like you, people like models, the people we see on magazines, people we see on TV. And like we we think we have to meet certain expectations. And you mentioned how for you as like a Latina woman, like you felt like when you came on to the show, like you had to meet this expectation of like, I need to be sexy because that's like what's expected. And that's what people like. And I feel like like for me as a Korean American and growing up with so much Korean culture, I see like there's things where I'm like, oh, like because I see this and this is what's accept- accepted in the Korean culture, I need to look this way. 
and I have to meet that expectation. And then that just creates so much sadness when you like you can't meet that expectation. Like, um, you know, for example, I know that a lot of Korean people love like having nice pale skin. I'm like, I grew up in California. I have tan skin. Like I can't, you know, there's not much I can do with that. And like little things like that, where it's like, we're constantly trying to meet certain expectations and then we're idolizing that and not, and like, and on top of that, with the whole like sensuality, I feel like there's this whole movement of like woman where it's like, it's my body. Like I'm gonna, you know, like I want to dress like this and like, they think, like sexuality and sensuality as like their personal power. And I see a lot of people on Instagram, like using that, using that to attract followers, to attract likes and attract popularity and fame and all that stuff. But like, I'm like thinking about it, like, yeah, like what is truly the heart motive of like those posts? Like, like what does it even mean to be a woman? Like, what does it even mean to be beautiful. I feel like this whole concept and idea of beauty is so polluted in so many ways that it's so hard to tell like what is true. Like what do we look for? Like how can we be beautiful as women in a way that's holy that's that's truly like God honoring. And so yeah, like as you're talking, I feel like there's a lot that I also want to like re-listen to this podcast and like process of my own, but yeah, I just like feel it in my heart, like, oh, like, you're speaking so much truth. And it's like, I feel like a lot of women, a lot of girls listening are going to feel like the same way that I felt as I was hearing you talk. Yeah, um, these pressures are really, really dangerous. And um, I think that young girls who are watching here, I would encourage you to just Learn more about your individuality. Learn who you are from your heart, your soul, things that you love to do. Uh, go, in, go into environments that are positive, that are going to help you create positive in your life. Even in fact, that are going to help you create mastery so you can be good at something. Um, but the most important thing that you can do for yourself is to understand that that ideal of beauty that you put on a pedestal is unrealistic. You're not gonna attain that kind of beauty. In fact, sometimes there's a lot of apps, there's a lot of airbrushing that are involved in these photos. There's a lot of money involved in making themselves look like that because they're doing a lot of surgery on their faces, on their bodies. There is a lot of dieting happening. You know, there's a lot of things behind that photo that you don't know. So I think that a woman of Christ, a Christian woman, you know, we are taught to have a spirit of self-control. God is God is a spirit of power, love and sound mind. Self, sound mind is self-control. Mm -hmm. And what God wants us to have is dignity. He wants us to have that self-control where we don't feel the need to go and be overly sexualized or sensual because we have faith that God is going to send us a man that's going to honor us, that's going to love us, and that's not going to lust over us. And so all the special gifts that we have, we unwrap them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> him and him only, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? 
and let him enjoy us, you know, and that's called the union that God, that holy union that God wants us to have, you know, and let God be in the center and how fruitful, how beautiful. And that's the, that's the, my dream, um, relationship I have. And that is the hope that I carry in my heart where our goodies will be unwrapped to the right guy, not just to every guy. <laughs> wow. So good. Right, so I want to like ask you about that because, you know, like when you're single and you're entering this dating world or you're, you're looking for someone and you're meeting all these guys, I feel like, like, the one number one insecurity that I often find myself feeling has to do with like my appearances. Like, oh, okay, like, oh, I want to look good. Like, oh, like I would feel insecure if I feel like I'm not looking my best. But that too is like, wow, we're like overly valuing our outward appearance, which, you know, we all know our outward appearance is going to fade. Like we're going to age, we're going to you know, like the outward appearance is it's not lasting, but what's really lasting is like my heart. But how should we navigate? Like, what's like the mindset we should have when we are going into, you know, this dating world or like meeting people or potentially looking for a good guy? Like, how do we navigate that world? I am not in that world right now mm -hmm. i am making the lord my husband right now so there's a lot of uh sanctification a lot of consecrating um and the reason why is because i have faith that i don't need to be on an app or i don't need to be searching that just like ruth was on the field working her boas come came you know so I think that as we're working in the kingdom of God, our Boaz will come. That's what I have faith in. Now, I also believe that God works in such mysterious ways. You can, you would, it's always in the most random ways that God can bring your Boaz. Mm -hmm. um, I say, just keep working in the field, keep going out, you know, you know, surrounding yourself with God fearing people. And you just never know how God is going to introduce you to him physically i think that yes learn how to dress properly learn how to dress beautifully um i think having a a pleasing appearance does attract right but um your inner beauty should shine forth your inner beauty should be coming out through your eyes mm. You know, like where your your minimal clothing is 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 enough. You don't need to be with, you don't need to be zh, 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 right. Um, but I don't I don't put my heart a lot on the dating thing. Um, I I wanna I'm okay with suffering for the Lord. I'm okay with suffering. That I rather be on my knees praying, hearing Him, talking with Him, feeling his fierce compassionate in my heart and in my spirit than going out and wandering oh, where with that desperation of where's my boss. The more I know, the more I spend with the Lord, are you crazy to think that the Lord is not going to bless you with the right man? Because he knows your heart. 
because he knows that you're seeking him, that you deserve a man that's seeking him too. He's like that. He's going to bless you. Yes. And I'm, that's fine. Let's do it, God. Let's, I'm going to sit here and wait until you send him because you are faithful like that. So good. I'm just like reminded of that verse. It says like, seek first the kingdom of God and all other things will be added on to it. All of it. All of it. Uh, And I I do agree. I think like oftentimes like we're so caught up in seeking a relationship with another person to be in a relationship if you're single and we idolize that in a way where we feel so unsatisfied on your own. And I think that's like a sign that like, oh, maybe you're not ready to date or maybe you're not ready to be in a relationship because when you're in that place where you're seeking satisfaction in a dating relationship, that means when a guy comes along, you're asking him to feel to fill a hole that only God can fill. You're, you're asking him to complete you. And that's like so much pressure on the guy, first of all, and he cannot, he cannot fill that shoes. So it's like in a place when you are fully content with who you are, with who God has created you to be, and being in that place where you can start to develop a healthy relationship with someone who is also chasing after the Lord and really complete and satisfied in Him. And I think I, like, as you're talking, I'm just like, I just got this image of like, you're so set and focused on where God has for you and walking on that path. And then as you're walking on this path that the Lord has laid out for you, it's like, look around and there might be someone who is walking this path, looking to Jesus and you guys can walk together. And it's like the difference of like walking to God and walking in the same direction versus walking towards each other. And when you're looking at each other and walking, like one of you is going to fail because we're, we're not perfect. We cannot put our trust and faith in the other person. And we can't be walking towards that because that's just going to crumble. But if you're looking to God, to the truth, to something that is solid, like you won't be failed. You'll be looking to Jesus and you'll, you'll be able to hold hands with someone walking in the same direction and, and look, to, look to him and go together. Yes, ma'am. Um, <clears throat> it's funny how my desire started from I want a man. I want to marry him. I want to have children with him. And yes, those are deeply rooted desires in me and they're healthy desires because the Lord wants us to procreate. That is what having a family is all about. That's normal. But I found that I have now this deep desire to find a man that's going to share in the same mission with me and the same purpose as me, which is to share the good news of the gospel. So I'm like, more than anything, I want the man to have that desire. Uh, you know, uh, on on top of having uh, the desire to have children with me and get married with me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important that we look and look for that type of man. I would love to do missions with my man. Yeah, so good, so good. And because of like the unique story that God has written over your life and the unique journey that he's had you on and being in this field of you know, modeling and being and doing what you're doing. But like the modeling industry is so focused on consumerism. And it's like, if you look at the modeling industry, I see this everywhere where it's just like 
so set on sensuality because they always say like sex sells. So being in this industry, how do you stay grounded in your truth? And how do you navigate this industry that you're in? Um, a lot of humility. I have mm. to practice a lot of humility and dying to self. Mm. Um, I've, because of my desires changing, so it's not so much about I need to find the next campaign. I want to be in the next campaign. Oh my God, I need to be the hottest model always and forever that has completely died. Mm. Um, I think my balance is now uplifting others, encouraging others, and not self-promoting or self-seeking, but letting them know or letting people that come through on set with Justine that I think actually higher of you than you might even think of yourself. Mm. <laughs> I really do. And that's my, that's a great balance, you know, promoting others says a lot about your personal development so good no I feel like what you're doing like it's like influence to the next level because it's like when you were on the show and on tv of like American Sex Top Model yes you were influencing a lot of people yes there were a lot of people looking to you you know and like idolizing you in some ways but I think what you're doing now, like with Ansa with Jasmine, like you are transforming people's lives at a deeper level where I see a lot of people who are really famous, you know, really famous, really just like big. But the when I think about it, like, oh, okay, how did this person really impact my life? Like, no. <laughs> Like, yes, this person is well-known. This person is famous. But my life did not change because of that person. But what you're doing, like, now, like, I think really deep inside, you're influencing, impacting, and transforming lives. And I just want to acknowledge that and honor that. I think it's so beautiful. It's, yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. And I really respect that about you and what you're doing. Thank you, Sharon. I really appreciate that so much. Yeah. I'm glad that, um, you know, everything had a purpose in my life. As hard as it was or I struggled with, uh, it had a purpose. And I'm seeing that unfold literally daily in my life now. And it's the hope I have is the, the, the enlightenment that I have now and I now know that I'm actually making a change in my life yeah through others so good um and so you mentioned how like glory be to God by the way yeah <laughs> so um you mentioned how like there were all these dreams that you've had but you felt like every ounce of those dreams have died or you've lost a lot of dreams along the way what is something that you're currently dreaming about and is there something that you are currently like being inspired to dream about I think that as an entrepreneur you wanna you dream of 
making sure that your vision or your mission is actually expanded to reach more people. Mm-hmm. And I feel that onset with the onset, I want to expand and reach more people. Uh, I don't know how that's going to happen in the next five years, but there are little steps, little goals that I'm studying through the council of wise people in my life that are helping me take those steps. So I think it's really important to always ask the Lord for discernment Mm -hmm. because there could be so many people in your life journey that can either help you or it can hinder you. And so your goals or your, your dreams should always be around, even like Solomon, who didn't, ri- didn't want riches or any, he just prayed for wisdom, knowledge and wisdom is something that we could, we should be praying for is knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that I'm setting a margin of success for myself, a dream that is unattainable or a dream that is going to glorify me, but a dream that's going to glorify the Lord. All I want is from the Lord is that he gives me the knowledge and wisdom to cultivate on that. Wow, so good. And so in like expanding and being able to reach more people with Onset with Jasleen, for those who are listening who may not know what that is, like what is your mission behind Onset with Jasleen? So my mission, um, we typically inform about the modeling industry and uh, we help you uh, jumpstart your modeling career. So that's one aspect with uh, Onset with Jocelyn, but Onset with Jocelyn has a two hour comprehensive curriculum that nurtures and develops in the areas of modeling and personal development. So we do aim to promote inner beauty. I think that what, what the Lord has been doing from the moment I turned to him has been working in my inner beauty because that was my, my prayer to him from way, way, way back that I want his beauty to shine forth more than mine. So when I started building Ansa with Justine, I started building it with him. And so our, my main purpose is always to pull out the potential, the the inner beauty of that person, the individuality of that person. And um, from there we work, uh, you know, we work through a, a whole curriculum that I have. So my girls come out winning. My, my girls come out winning competitions, guys or girls because the guys take it too but my girls are taking their industry by storm you know there's this new found confidence in them my onset has also been part of ministry now uh it's just having its own influence on people in many wow in its special way wow so good i just see like all the all the students who've taken Onset with Jocelyn, who's like coming out of Onset with Jocelyn, I just like see them like being the light in all the, in the studios and all the field that they're in and just being like radiant in who they are. Because I think that's the thing, like there are people who are just like beautiful on the exterior, but that's it. But then there's people who are so charming and attractive and radiant because 
they shine out from from inside. And I think that beauty, like that beauty can be captured on camera and that beauty really translates. And that beauty not only attracts, but it moves people and it inspires people. So I just like see like, yeah, like I'm so excited like for what you're doing and like just like having these like lights of like radiance of like true inner beauty being radiant from the inside out in the modeling industry, in the in the industry, in the entertainment industry. And it's like, oh, it's so exciting to even just like get a glimpse of that from what you're sharing. It's fun. It's very fun, Sharon, because I think a lot of the students, when they come in, they they don't know what they're about to get. And that's the best part. They come in with such a, a one frame of mind and you could see that they have completely just walked out differently but I had there's so much that I so much internal work that I do as a nurturer Uh, I'm not a I'm not a teacher but I am a soul care provider Mm. Um, that was something that I was able to get trained on uh, through tapestry and I'm so grateful for that because it's another aspect that I get to bring to answer with Jocelyn. So I nurture, I do soul care, plus I have my curriculum that you're bound to come out like a, a light bearer as God calls wow. us. To be. Wow, so good. I think that's so refreshing, like what you're doing. Because I can even I can imagine like when you're trying to be a model and you go to certain modeling agencies or modeling school and feeling pressure to look a certain way, feeling pressure by the teacher to like lose weight or, you know, all these different things, which really just can spiral you down into a really toxic, unhealthy self-image. But instead of that, it's like you're nurturing who they are and bringing out their inner beauty. And I think the whole idea of like being a model of being in front of the camera, it's like, you're capturing that beauty of you being confident in who you are and, and showing up boldly and saying, this is me. I am radiant. I am beautiful. This is who I am. And I'm just, as I'm saying that, I was like reminded of the movie. Did you watch The Greatest Showman? No. Where, oh, The Greatest Showman. It's like such a good movie. You have to watch it. Oh, but, I gotta see it. Yeah, but there's all these people who look different and they're coming out and they're saying this is my bruise this is like my hurt this is but this is who I am and like having like feeling empowered to do that and not not hiding not running away but embracing that and being bold and standing in front of people and letting people see you for who you are and yeah, I'm just like reminded of that scene. You have to go watch it. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm going to go. I got to see musical. it. Okay. Yes. Sharon's meant to go watch it. I got to go watch it. Yes. Yeah. No, it's a great message, mm-hmm. you know, and yes, show up, show up and show up boldly, show up fe- uh, fearlessly. Um, it, you know, when I deal with youth and that's a, it's a very hard age demographic to break through yeah. and <clears throat> To, you know, they're in class all day. They're already going to school. They're learning a lot. So it takes a special kind of care or way of nurturing them because they're already having a lot of pressures in their lives. Yeah. But um, that message is a wonderful message. 
And um, that's what Onset with Jocelyn is for, is to have them have that confidence to come out boldly and fearlessly. And, you know, it's not always about walking into a spotlight, like doing all this work so you can show up at a spotlight. There's so many ways that you just have to show up for family members, for your friends, that they just need to see your life so they could be lit, you know, mm-hmm. so you can be that that encouraging, courageous friend. Yeah, so good. And um, kind of like one of the last questions uh, I want to ask you on this is, um, for someone who is struggling with self-image, someone who is constantly just feeling negative about the way they look, what would be a word of advice or a word of encouragement for someone who is listening and who may be struggling with self-image? Well, first and foremost, that person is was made fearfully and wonderfully. Mm. So there is nothing imperfect about you, according to the Lord. He thinks you're perfect. He loves you just the way you are. And the right hearts, especially those that love the Lord, will see the beauty in you. Not everyone has the capacity to see beauty. Mm. The only beauty you have is your heart. That's all you have. Exterior beauty fades, it grows old, and it can be deceiving. If you want to really make an impact in your circle, in your sphere, with your friends and your family, let your heart shine. Do what is good. Do what is loving. And all those things will bring beauty to you. So good. And one last question, and this is a question that I ask all my guests on my podcast, and you've answered this question before, but that was two years ago. So (laughs) maybe your answer would be different now. Um, So if you were to write a letter to our generation, a letter that begins with these two words, dear millennials, what would you write? Oh, my God. (laughs) Dear millennial. Make your heart shine, period. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> Dear millennials, make your heart shine. Is that good? That's that was- good. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, so good. Jasmine, thank you so much for spending your time with me. Um, my goodness, what what an episode, what a podcast episode. Wow. Oh my god, so good. Thank you oh. so much. Always like I'm so honored to know you and so encouraged and inspired by you, so moved by your heart. And like I know, like, like the story that God has written over your life and like what He is doing, like, oh my gosh, like this is it's gonna change hearts. It's gonna change hearts. It's gonna heal people. It's gonna set young girls and people listening free. Like, <laughs> like so much. I think this is a message that we need we need to hear. This is a message for a generation. This is a message that is very timely for people. So oh my heart feels so full. So thank you so much. This was amazing. 
Thank you, Sharon, for having me. I look forward to seeing you in person soon. I know, I hope so. Yay, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Jasmine Gonzalez. If you want to connect with her, you can find her on Instagram at Jasmine Gonzalez. And also, if you want to be part of Onset with Jasmine, you can also find that Instagram at Onset with Jasmine. I'll leave the links in the episode summary. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And like Jasmine said, let your heart shine. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. 